Relax and get loose while I put you up on game. The figure booth with Josh and Nate. This that podcast folk. Those in the know. Batman vs. Iron Man. How would it go? We talking one of a kind. Collectibles. Mezco toys are respectable. It's unacceptable. If it's not in the packaging, Nate don't take pics if you ain't rapping it. Nate's dirty tricks are always happening. But damn it, man. Don't you be stressing round here, we believe in plastic confessions We trying to figure out the figures that's gonna stand the test of time That G.I. Joe handmade hit me in the spine There's perfection in the way that these toys are made But I also wanna know, do I pick Wade or Slade? So this is where I come to kick it with the guys The figure booth, like, comment, and subscribe Welcome back. You have made it to another episode of The Figure Booth. I am your host, Josh, a.k.a. Prime to the First. Hey, guys. This is Nate, a.k.a. FigureFan underscore Nate. Welcome to episode 13, which we are calling The Sellout. Bunch of sellouts. I see them all the time on Instagram. A whole bunch of sellouts everywhere. <laughs> Whether you're cha-cha dancing or whatever it is, yeah. sellouts all over the place. Shout out to the Tuesday crew. They know the, <laughs> the one major sellout we all know. He will go uns- unspoken, but we all know who, who I'm talking to, talking about. Um, well, if you're saying you Tuesday been? crew, I can only guess one person, which I will not say. <laughs> but I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's a major sellout. How you been, Nate? I've been good, man. It's uh, been another hectic week. Yeah. Um, are things starting to die down for you a little bit with the move and all that? You would still think? going going crazy. I'm going a little crazy. I think I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but I'm sick and tired of seeing all these boxes everywhere. I, I'm feeling like a bum living out of boxes. Um, it almost, there's a part of me that hates my collector side. And I just want to get rid of all my figs, like, yeah. or at least the majority of them. I'm like, I, anything that's in the bin that's not able to be displayed <clears throat> or is in my detox, I should just sell it. Obviously, the collector is like tied underneath the, den- you know, underneath the basement or somewhere inside my mind where they're like, no, don't sell nothing. But the guy that's been moving and dealing with all these boxes, I'm like, I'm done. I'm gonna start selling a bunch of figs. Um, yeah. Cause, cause it's just, it, it's a pain, it's a pain. And then especially if they're just kept in storage, I like to display everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't had the chance to really display every single figure, like that's a lot. And then realizing like how many figures I have, I'm like, there's no way I would be able to display everything. That's crazy. Like I'm gonna need a even bigger place than I already got. It definitely makes you, put things in perspective like I know we talked about this at length last week but yeah I just I think about it a lot because it it definitely makes you think like you know man I got so much shit that I didn't really think that I had and then you you know the whole process of moving is funny because you're like get excited you're like cool I got this new house yeah we're gonna move into it it's gonna be great and then you start going through the process of actually moving you're like Jesus this is awful like I can't even you know you get no time to relax when you're moving that's the worst part yeah, it's sit down on the couch and enjoy yourself because you got 50 boxes that need to be unpacked. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I just packed them. Now I got to unpack them. I feel like I'm on toying around. I'm unboxing stuff, then I'm reboxing stuff. <laughs> and I'm like to the point where I'm like, okay, I haven't touched some of these figures. Like I found stuff that was still in boxes. And I'm like, I haven't touched it in much. Obviously, I haven't touched it since the day I bought it. Why the hell do I have it? I should just get rid of it and right. spend that money towards something else. I don't know. I'm like at ends with myself right now just trying to contemplate okay what do i need to get rid of because then there's figures that have been stored in bins and i'm like man i literally just took this figure out of the package and threw them in a bin and a lot of them unfortunately are, are my marvel legends and stuff like that where even i found like one or two mescos where i forgot I had bought doubles and i'm like okay i got a problem <laughs> let me go introduce myself <laughs> hi yes i've been a collector for 15 years uh, trying to go I- sober I have double of all the major Marvel Legends. Yeah. Two I need to get BAFs. <laughs> I need to go start collecting chips for every time I only buy one figure, only limit myself to one figure. Made it's it crazy. Six months, Josh, without buying a new Marvel Legend. Yeah, right. It was a token. I wish I, oh, yeah. I wish I could make it a week without buying anything. <laughs> well, that, that would make our plastic confessions very boring. No, that's true. No. Hey, it's another month. No plastic <laughs> confessions. Yes. Yeah. We've been clean for a month. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Our podcast is going to go from an hour long to like a two minute check in. We're it's still just, clean. Yeah. Okay. Bye. It's, it's going to change from the figure booth to just the booth. 
totally just, empty. Just two guys checking in. <laughs> hey, Echo, is anybody in here too? Our subscribers are just gonna drop. <laughs> anybody listen, listen to us anymore? <laughs> yeah. Was, um, but, but it's true, you know. It, I seen like I had some doubles, and I'm like, why did I have doubles? And then even talking about like how last ep- couple episodes ago we were talking about army building. I'm like, okay, I I was obviously trying to army build this one character or this figure. Now it's time to sell, but. And I've seen, like, you've been posting some stuff on your stories for sale. So how do you figure what figures to sell? How do you go about it? I know one, one of the biggest things that just drives me bonkers, especially when I'm in the, in the market to be buying figs, is when I see posts and then they just say DM for prices. Like, Ooh. to me, I'm like, you're not ready to sell. Either put uh-huh. the price up. To me, if I'm going to sell something, I'm going to be like, hey, 10 bucks or $100. Take it or leave it. You don't like it? Like, I'll, I'll keep it. Like, I don't care. But if you're going to DM, I don't want to deal with DM me for prices. It's almost like, what's the point? You know, right. and I'm sure there's people that are listening. They're like, hey, I've done that before. They're talking about me. We're not talking yeah. about anybody specifically. No, here. no. Just, but I think everyone's done it. Even when, when I, s- when I, I one time sold a figure, I probably, because I saw so many people doing it. I'm like, oh, that's the way to do it. DM for price. And then I tell them, hey, it's $10. Oh, that's too much. I'm like, fuck, you just wasted my time. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's an interesting point because it kind of opens, it's a double-edged sword in two different yeah. ways because you automatically assume this guy's probably charging more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to say that what the price is because right. afraid of maybe some backlash, like, geez, right. dude, you're being a scalper. Yeah. On I'm the other scalping. side, it could be just, you know, you don't really want to put prices in there. You're just like, you know, just DM me. Yeah. But then you get people that once you tell them the price, like, oh yeah, they use it as an out. Yeah. Like, ah, it's too much. I told you it was ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. This is a twenty dollar figure we're talking about here. How's that yeah. too much? Yeah. But it's like a cop out kind of yeah. like, uh, I'm gonna wait to respond and then tell you that I'm no longer you're interested. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's just yeah. There's definitely a, an etiquette, and it's funny that you bring up the the PM for price. As shout <laughs> out to a uh, toy farce. Uh huh. He posted a meme, which is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's the scene from Infinity War, uh, where uh, what's the Guardian guy's name? Got it. Chris Pratt. Oh, huh, yeah. He's like yelling at Thanos and he's like, how much for this figure? Yeah, and yeah. Thanos is like PM for price. You know? <laughs> and he's yeah. just all pissed off. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Toy Farce. I love your memes, dude. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely, uh, it, it rings true because the PM for prices, I just uh-huh. don't really, I don't even ask. Yeah, I don't bother. I'm going to find out. Because, uh, you know, if it's, if it's a deal I missed out on, oh, well, but if it's a price I'm willing to pay and I like it, you know, or, you know, and I like to, when they put the price or they say, or best offer, that tells me, Hey, it may be a little bit high, but I have multiple figures. Shoot me a good offer and don't lowball people because yeah. I think a lot of times we forget like the whole shipping thing. Like, where am I going to get a box? And I think I've, we've talked about where am I need a box that, that, that also costs the packaging. You want to ship it in a bubble mailer. I'll ship it out on a bubble mailer, but your figure is probably going to end up being broken. Or I can put it in a box and some nice packaging and go above and beyond, but that's going to cost too because that's going to have to be calculated somewhere. So you went, how did you go about post- posting your figures? Because some of them you didn't, I didn't even know, and I was like, damn, <laughs> I'm like, what I've, I might would have, I might have bought in some of those, and then I checked my box. I'm like, oh, I already have them. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I figured you probably had a lot of what I was posting, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's a good question. So how do you selling figures in general? It's kind of a hard thing to do. Yeah, um, because like you said earlier, there's the collector side of me, yeah, which wants to hold on to everything, you know, yeah. whether it might be because there's potential value later, or it's a figure that I really is special to me, or it's something that I care about a little bit more. Um, so I, I think I really kind of just start with that, like, how much do I care about this? Yeah. Um, well, the Joes didn't surprise me. Yeah, we talked about Joe's before. Anybody that's like, listening to the podcast. This guy's selling Joe's. Of course he is. It's funny that you say that because I got more reach outs on the Joe's, uh-huh. not about people that were interested, just yeah. about people asking me why I was getting rid of them. Yeah. Like, oh, oh right, are man. you are you fed up with Joe's or you know, join me in in expunging the Joe's, you know, just all this stuff. <laughs> join about, the cause, join Cobra. Yeah. So I know that that fresh that hurt is fresh with a lot of people. So they yeah. they feel the the Joe's hurt. But so yeah, that's the first thing. Like I, I go through my interest in it. And we've talked about this before, but like if it's something new yeah. that is still in the box, I never opened it. Yeah. And it's been more than like six months. 
that's a big indicator to me that I should uh, probably just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good indicator. But it's, it's tough because you, <clears throat> you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to sell all these, all these things. I actually had more things that I wanted to sell and I ended up cutting it down because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Oh, um, but yeah, you have this list of maybe 20 things. You end up listing probably about 10 of them because you just can't bring yourself to let it go. So uh -huh. I think if anything, you have to be, you got to really stay true to what you want to let go of and, and hold on to that. Yeah. And then get a price in your head that you're comfortable with. Yeah. And with pricing, the, the way I personally do it is I'll look at eBay uh -huh. and I don't go off eBay prices because you got to think about with eBay, there's extra fees involved. Right. So anytime you're selling on eBay, you should probably inflate your price by like 15% because you got to pay all these fees later on. Like eBay's right. going to charge you a fee. PayPal charges you a fee. You know, it's just fees. Every oh day. yeah. Mm -hmm. I avoid eBay as much as possible, but yeah. it is a good indicator. Um, you know, if you want to get a price on a figure and you're not really sure how much it goes for, look at the sold listings. Right. Don't look at the listings, look right. at the actual sold listings. That's what people are willing to buy. You know, you see listings for like, I don't know, $400 on a Hazard Squad Gomez, but yeah. they're really only selling for like 200 bucks or 230 yeah. or something like that. So don't use the listings as a gauge. Look at, look at the sold prices. But anyways, I was going to say, I usually go about like 15 to 10% under eBay, mm -hmm. sometimes even more than that. Yeah. Um, and if it's in my discord, I'll, offer the discord group probably better prices than anywhere else just because those are people that i feel like i know really well i interact with on a daily basis yeah so i know you didn't ask me for prices but as far as how i go about the figures no, that no that's sell, kind of the process you know yeah and i you think kind of have to so it's like i've seen there there's some um fellow collectors that i follow on instagram that do frequently sell their figures and it, it'll be like newer figures like recent waves and it, whether it's they got the bath and they're selling the rest of the figures, you know, and there's some guys that are really good at it because their pricing's like spot on. It's mm -hmm. not, it's right under retail, but even with shipping, you're paying close to retail, but it's good enough deal that you're not going to get that price anywhere else. So to me, I'm like, man, this guy's really good at selling us this because most of the time, whatever he puts up or that he or she, whatever they put up, um, it's, it's gone within that same day. You know, the prices, they're reasonable. They may be close to retail, even with shipping, um, but er and then everything's laid out, the price, the shipping cost, you know, all like the disclosures, no, no holds, no trades. It's fully, you know, um, written. So to yeah. me, I'm like, okay, you've taken the time to really do your research. And sometimes it, the prices on some people that sell it, it's like, if you're really, again, if you're willing to get rid of this or you want to get rid of the figure, you're going to price them at a price where someone's going to be like, oh, damn, that's a deal. Because you may take a small loss, but overall, you just want to get rid of the figure, right? Right. And I, th I think I'm at that point where I'm like, I'm going to start doing my research and see what fat I can trim. And then the prices, if I want to really get rid of them, I'm just going to sell them at like some crazy price, like, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. So for some harder to find figures, or do I really want to milk it for all it's worth and give it a little bit more like, I don't want to say realistic, but some like market value of yeah. what the price is actually going for or people are willing to pay for that's going to be tricky sometimes a hot figure will sit there for a good minute even if it is priced accordingly just because people are like oh this guy's asking for like triple the value but there's some legends out there that because they've been issued so recently they're not going to get reissued for a couple more years mm -hmm. and they're like key care like stripe strife i know that that toys R Us exclusive storm was a hot commodity for a good minute especially mock like she was going between 100 to 120 dollars in the box loose she was going for 80 and i remember i wasn't a fan of that costume i wanted a classic and one of my friends like dude i'll give you 80 bucks for that and i was like wow i don't know if i want to sell this for 80 now that everyone wants it like I'm, and i have to get over that i have to get over that hump like oh this is a legend that everybody wants so i'm gonna keep it I, well i don't want certain figures anymore so i'm gonna have to start going through them and i'm telling you man i got bins and bins of legends where i'm like they need to be released back into the wild i guarantee you there are people out there that are dying for someone like you to come along and start. <laughs> well, selling, here I come. No. You know, but I just mean there's there's always a market at it, and I think you said it perfectly. If the price is right, yeah, it doesn't really matter what it is; it's gonna sell. Yeah, because there's always somebody looking for something. And, right. You know, you're a collector. You've been in the community a long time. You know what people look for. 
Yeah. And it just because it came out three years ago, doesn't mean it's any less valuable. It just yeah. means, you know, there might be a smaller market of people that want to get it, but somebody out there is going to buy it if you have the price right. Yeah. But somebody getting, missed out. Yeah. Getting that price right is so important because anybody can go to eBay. So if yeah. you're trying to match eBay price, then what's the point? Yeah. You know, make it, you know, an incentive for me. I don't want to, nobody wants to feel like they're getting price gouged. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel like they're getting a good deal. Everyone, it doesn't matter who you are. So if you're telling me this figure is a hundred dollars on eBay and I'm selling it for 60 bucks, that looks like a great deal. But I'm also taking into account that I'm not paying for those fees. So might as well just give people a discount and going back to how you're selecting the figures. Yeah. You know, if it's really a figure that you want to get rid of, and that's why this is probably the hardest part. And it's going to be the hardest part for you, I, I imagine, or anybody else that's selling off part of their collection. At first, you'll say, yes, I want to get rid of that. <laughs> yeah. And then you start looking at values, you start thinking to yourself, man, when's the next time I'm going to see this figure? Yeah. Uh, maybe I should hold on to that one. It's like so, a six-step six yeah. process. What's my next four that I'm interested in selling? Okay, yeah. these two for sure. Yeah, yeah. This other one, maybe not. And this one, I changed my mind. I'm going to put back in the box. You know, I go through that same thing where I'll start yeah. out with 20. I'll end up with 10 because there's just stuff. I always find some kind of reason to keep it. See, and that's, I'm trying to avoid that. I'm trying to avoid talking myself out of it because uh -huh. I literally was looking like at a, about a bin full of just legends. And I'm like, yep, I'm getting rid of all of these. And then as I was unpacking stuff and I was like, oh, so-and-so's in here. Yeah, maybe I need to go through this. Oh, so-and-so is in here. I was like, oh, I should complete that team. I'm like, the team's not complete yet, though. So it's just like I started talking myself out of it. And yeah. I need to, I, I'm just like at a point where I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do it, it's just like a Band-Aid right off and no regrets. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's, it goes back to the goal of your collection. So right, exactly. You started out in one spot four years ago or however long ago. Yeah. And now you're in a different spot. So yeah. do the the figures you're thinking about letting go match your current goal. Yeah. And if not, just let them go because it's, I, I guarantee you, as soon as they're gone, you won't even think about them again. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I haven't thought about them in this whole time just because I came across them. I'm not going to think about them after they're long gone. So did you have pretty good success? Like, cause I see some people do like their stories like you did. Other people do, um, they post, they do postings. Others have done live. Like it's either like a live auction well, the, the people will bid on it. And I've seen some pretty good success with that. Um, and everything's written on the board. You know, they'll have like, oh, this figure right now, the bid's at uh, $8 or whatever. And they'll have shipping's five. And then this is the next year coming up. So I've seen some like those or like a claim sale. I've seen all different types of approach to it um, or Discord posts or they'll post like lots. Um, but how was it for you? you? Have you always done just the stories or... Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of different avenues, the, you know, like raffles or yeah. the auctions. I think auctions work really great for stuff that's like maybe really valuable or very, uh, yeah. very rare, you know? Yeah. Because then you've got people that are competing against each other and it's not really like you're driving up the price. Huh, good point. It, yeah. It, if somebody is, if somebody's in the market for a very rare or very valuable figure, they know what they're yeah, willing yeah. to pay for it. Yeah. You know? That's true. And so if you got two guys that are battling with each other, just let that go, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll start the bit of the price that you're probably comfortable with and then just let it go from there. Like $1 um, price is right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll take it for a dollar. Wait, 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 no, yeah. I didn't mean a dollar. I meant uh, $10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't do auctions just because I don't think I've ever had anything that's that rare or that valuable that I was willing to let go of. Uh, -huh. uh, the, the raffles I don't do. Yeah. Um, I have a problem when I see a raffle, I automatically calculate how much they're asking. You oh know, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. $10 for spot, uh, 30 slots and it's yeah. a hundred dollar figure. I'm like, okay, so you're getting $300 for a hundred dollars. And I can go to BBTS and get it too, or just wait or, you know, yeah. and they're, you know, I think they're, the argument there is like, I'm only charging you $10 for it though. Yeah. yeah. But you did that 30 different times, you know? Yeah. So you're I, ultimately you're making more money. But I'm on, I get I'm it. on the you fence get... with that. I, I see both perspectives, but then like, if I'm the one that won it, I'm like, well, it only cost me 10 bucks. Exactly. Like, it's like playing the lottery. Yeah. You know? Uh, it, yeah. It, I, I can see both. And it just, I think it rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but at the same time, I'm like, well, if I wasn't, I, if I was the one doing the raffle, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how Yeah. I would, I would be like, yep, I'm making bank. Cause I'm getting money from everybody. That's how I would feel like, huh, I'm getting money from everybody, which I think at the end of the day, it just doesn't, 
but I don't know whether it's right or wrong. It's it's like two different, two whole different um, conversations there. True. Whether yeah. it's right or wrong, it, it's it's tough to say. I I just it doesn't rub me the right way when I see, especially for new figures and they're being raffled. I'm mm-hmm. like, I look at that too. I'm like, man, you're making 300 bucks on a 1999 figure. The only reason you're raffling it is because the demand's so high. But that's almost capitalism in itself. So I'm like, can I be mad at the person for that? Is it sucky? Yes. But are they wrong? Uh, not technically, no. True. Yeah, yeah. I'm not making any judgment either. And at the end of the day, it's totally voluntary. Yeah, that's you know? true too. No one's If I decide yeah. to go buy a slot, that's on me. So yeah. I'm going to lose $20 or $10. I'm pissed at all the suckers. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's gambling. You know, you're yeah. gambling there. Yeah. And like, you know, out of 30 slots, only one person's going to win that. Yeah. Um, so you know, going into that, your chances of winning are very small. And, so and you know, if you, and and you know what's funny is when I see raffles for new figures, it just rubs me the wrong way. And I think it rubs a lot, like you know, I said, but when I see raffles for like custom work, like dioramas or like custom head sculpts, that's different to me. That, that's that I'm makes like, oh yeah, that's perfect sense. That's yeah. artwork, right? Yes. Um, if I see somebody raffling off a diorama, I'm like, okay, that's to me that makes sense because you're paying for the person's a chance to have the person's artwork and mm-hmm. more less more frequently you're probably going to be paying a good substantial amount for that person's piece of art whether it's a vehicle whether it's a diorama piece whatever it is even a, uh, an accessory set if they're raffling it and it's 10 bucks and there's 30 slots hey i want i want to have a chance at uh having that person's uh artwork because maybe they're really limited or maybe they're on a tight schedule or you know whatever the case may be i i see that a little bit different where i'm like okay that makes sense i don't it's going towards the artist and i'm supporting them and i think mm-hmm. i've participated in, in some raffles where it's like hey your, your your chance at getting something signed i think like i had bid on a jim lee comic book um i'd bid on a couple of things and to me i was like yeah i didn't win but i wasn't like oh the the comic book shop made out like 300 bucks i, mm-hmm. I never crossed my mind so i think yeah, it's a little skew great distinction i really do because that makes and a, a raffle makes way more sense for something that is unique. Yeah. And you just, you know, it's one of a kind. Like, yeah. Like Dios. Yeah. Know, uh, I would, I would probably be more willing to do raffles if they were, if I saw more of them for Dios and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, if it's a, just a hard to find <clears throat> figure, like a Mezco exclusives or something. Yeah. And I knew you, you bought it the same way that I did. Yeah. But just because it sold out in 10 minutes, now you're profiting off that. Like I said, I'm not making any distinctions here. I just, I can't help myself but add that up. More. Well, now I'm not going to do any raffles. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes sense though for something that's yeah. rare. And it might make sense for some of your, your legends. You know, yeah. I know those Toy Biz yeah. legends are, I don't see them anywhere. I don't yeah. know where you would find part of that stuff. Some know? of them, some of them you might find in the trash. Some of the toy, the there's toy probably base. yeah there's probably far, there's a handful that i can think of i'm pretty sure you can find a couple rogues at the bottom of a trash can <laughs> there's definitely probably the ones that are like okay those are trash figures there's better ones nowadays but i bet yeah. you there's ones that are like that's a figure you just oh find. yeah there's still a hand it's created that's what blows my mind there's still a handful and each year obviously the the list gets shorter and shorter that can still withstand the test of time like the giant man build a figure and the mm-hmm. sentinel build a figure from Toy Biz, those like those are key pieces in any, anyone's collection that doesn't have one. It's it's a figure that you're definitely hunting for. Obviously, with the Haslab Sentinel coming out, that's taking. But the Giant Man, man, that's like a work of art. The detail, the articulation, it's crazy. Um, I don't think I, I would ever get rid of that piece from my collection. The Galactus, yeah, I think you you the, all the build of figures are the ones that come to my mind. Is like, yeah, the really, pit. It's a really pit. Yeah, there's some really great build of figures from that Toy Biz line. So there might be, you know, one figure that's not a very good figure, but it has a BAF piece. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. you know, Giant Man or for yeah. Galactus or something. So that makes it more valuable just in itself. Yeah. But I mean, going back to your question, yeah, the, the only, I typically only sell through the Discord that I'm a part of, which we talked uh-huh. about before, or on my Instagram stories. And on your stories. I, I benefit from the fact that I'm very thankful that I have a strong following on Instagram. And I think that helps get the word out. 
Yeah. You know, and makes it maybe quote unquote easier for me to get rid of my figures that way. But I prefer going through Instagram because it's usually people that I know uh -huh. that want to buy it from me. Yeah. And those people I'm willing to work with and I'm willing to trust. And, you know, yeah. I'll give you a better deal, even if you might not ask me, just because I'm like, hey, I've been friends with you for like four years, dude. Yeah. Here, let me take $10 off the cost. Yeah. You know, just because that's somebody that I trust, I want them to build that trust because I know at some point they might have something that I want. Yeah. So I wanted to remember oh, yeah. that I gave them a good deal. Yeah. You know? like, and hey, if it's your, you're in my know, pocket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you owe me something later. Yeah. No, I mean, but it's friends, you know, you, you want to treat friends the right oh, way yeah. because karma, I believe in karma very heavily. So if yeah, karma you're treating sweet. someone that way, it's going to come back to you at some point. But yeah, karma I mean, sweet. to answer your question, I've only really sold in stories. I've done sale posts before, but I, I don't see they do very well. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried it. I mean, I, I don't think I've sold any. I think one or once or twice I've sold some things and it's been through stories. So who knows? Stay, stay tuned, fellow listeners. Um, I'll be going through some stuff in the next couple of weeks. But it's, yeah, it's, and I've been telling some other friends, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go through my legends and really looking to get rid of the majority of them just because I'm at that point. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like, so you, you talked about something else as far as pricing. How do you do price? Yeah. I think sometimes the misconception is I want to get back exactly what I paid for. Oh, uh huh. You know, but yeah, you know, if it's not a rare figure and it's somewhat easier to find, yeah, you've had that thing for how long? Yeah. You know, so you oh, you've actually yeah. had some value. You know, yeah. if if the law of depreciation was in effect, then yeah, technically it should be worth less now than when yeah. you bought it. So you know selling an $80 figure for 60 bucks, you're giving somebody a great deal and you're still getting $60. Oh yeah. Uh, I sold a couple of DCUC. I was trying to complete them a while back. And it was a Instagrammer that, I mean, we've known each other for a couple of years and you know, he's buying some stuff for me. Um, he's looked out for me and, and sent me a couple of back pieces and stuff like that. And he was looking for some DCUC figures, which I had, it was like Deathstroke. I can't remember the rest. Um, but Deathstroke was the one that stood out because he was going, he still goes for average price. Like I think around 30, 35 bucks, maybe. Um, and I was like, dude, just 20. But like, I just wanted to get rid of them. I literally, I was like, I think I paid 19. I'll give it to you for 20 bucks. And he was like, no freaking way. I'm like, I don't really care. One, like we have good rapport. I'm not trying to make a buck off of you. I literally just want this figure out of here. Um, mm -hmm. And then he ended up coming back looking for another figure. And all these, it was so funny because we went through a couple of weeks where he kept posting, I'm looking for this figure and I just so happened to have it. And I looked and I'm like, it's sitting on my shelf or it's in a bin. I'm like, I'm just gonna sell it to this guy. I sold him before. And I'm like, dude, give me 15 bucks. And he was like, that's crazy. I'm like, I just want to get rid of them. And if you're looking for them, like, here you go. Mm -hmm. um, and it paid off because I think I was looking for a figure like a month and back to the karma part. Right. And he, he ended up finding it. And he's like, dude, you were looking for this. And he sent it my way. And he just charged me like retail. And he's like, I, I, I got you on shipping, which was like, to me, it was crazy. I was like, no, no, here. Um, but I think it's, that, be, it's because that, you took care of him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, he's like, Oh, I'll give you this much. I'm like, nah, I don't like, just give me 20 bucks. Like, I don't really care. I'm not trying yeah. to be rich off of one death stroke. Like, right. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably rarer than you think that people actually think about it that way. Yeah. You know, cause everybody's just all about like, <laughs> I want to get top dollar. I want to get the most I can for this, but it's not like you're, you know, everybody's, sees what's going on like yeah. hey you're 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 charging 240 or whatever 200 dollars for a figure that goes for 220 on ebay it's like yeah, yeah come on you're yeah really, you're not really giving me much of a deal here i could go find that somewhere else probably so i'll just ignore it for now yeah you know and so, i i don't like to negotiate with people because i think it's rude um, oh yeah it's it's not you know you can ask for maybe five dollars difference yeah. if you really think it's that high but I get uncomfortable haggling, especially with friends on Instagram. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. I'm yeah. just gonna piss somebody off. Yeah. No, and I can see that. If the price, if the price is way off, like let's say you you're selling something, right? Let's say it's a Mesco, and because a lot of times, if a collector is selling something, there's a common understanding that you should know what the value is, and I should know it too. So let's say you're yeah. selling your average Mesco, not exclusive, nothing like that. And you put it up, I'm like, like Hellboy. I'm like, hey, Nate, I'll take that Hellboy. How much do you want for it? Now, we know what retail is. And if you tell me 
I'll, I'll sell it to you for 120. I'm gonna tell you, go fuck yourself. I'm all like, you're crazy. 120 for Hellboy? I can go to Amazon and get it for yeah, right now. 46 shipped, you know, yeah. fine. You're crazy. Why would you, why, like, I'd be like, nope. You're... So there, there's that type of courtesy where if, if it's someone within your circle, like know your prices, you got to know your audience. You know, yes. one of my buddies, he always sells me, like he gives me, he gives me some figures sometimes too cheap. Like he had sold me um, a, a Mesco and this was like years ago. I think, I can't remember what Mesco was, but he was like, oh, just give me 60 for it. I'm like, dude, retail is 80. I'm not going to, I'll buy it, but I'm going to give you what you pay for it. And he's like, no, 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 just give me 60. And he, he's like, give me 60 and like, let's go have lunch or let's go, let's go do something. Like I really, this guy always gives me good deals. And the reason he does it, he's like, I don't want to put up with shipping. I don't want to deal with anybody. Like if I don't know them on Instagram, I don't want them hassling me. When are you going to ship it? When are you going to ship it? Just because he know he has a busy schedule and he's like, I'd rather yeah. just get rid of the figure. So he'll reach out to me first. And he's like, Hey, do you want this? Just give me 60. That way he's not. And, and so it's stuff like that, where I'm like, if you have your inner circle, why are you going to, that's when I don't mind negotiating. Cause I'm like, yeah. okay, dude, I thought you were a friend, but if you're going to try to make a dollar off me, like you're crazy. I'm going to give you this much. And not that right. I've ever had that experience, but I'm just saying like, it's crazy. You got to kind of know your audience. So in that case, I think negotiating is perfectly fine because you would assume, Hey, come on. How are you going to charge me 120 for a that's true. $89 figure? Yeah. Sometimes if we're that far off, I'll just yeah. be like, you know what? I'm not interested. Thanks. Yeah. Though. Yeah, exactly. You know, I won't like, even give you an offer. I'll just be like, ah, cool. I'll leave you on unread. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Let's talk about that. So <laughs> there's anything that grinds my gears is somebody leaving me unread. I know you've seen it. Like we're just going back and forth. Uh, and all of a sudden I tell you the price. Yeah. I don't get a response for like yeah. two hours. Yeah. I think there's, there's etiquette for selling and it goes both ways. Yeah, so yeah. don't leave people hanging when you're in the middle of a discussion about buying something. Yeah. And if you're going to sell it, make sure you're ready to ship it. Yeah. Oh, dude, that kills me. Oh, that it drives me nuts, especially, you know, and I'm not saying I've had any personal experiences, but just say if, you know, Josh had asked me for something <laughs> and because Josh is my friend, I'm like, yeah, I'll get that out in like five days. <laughs> so Josh buys it on Monday. Hilarious. I ship it on Saturday. I'm like, Hey, Josh, it's shipped. And he's like, Oh shit. You just shipped that. You know, <laughs> I'm leaving him hanging. That's just rude because I'm taking advantage of her. That was pretty funny too. It showed up eventually. Yeah. And I, I actually did that to Josh one time. Yeah. I, I feel bad about and, it. And you know what? Shredded. I totally forgot about it until yeah. it showed up. And I was like, or we were talking about it. I'm like, oh, damn, that's right. I bought something off me. Um, but I, I mean, that was like. I of myself because of like, I, I'm embarrassed that I did that. You that, know, like, that, that's hilarious. Don't do that to people because no. it's rude. Yeah. And I've had a couple of encounters where that trust is there. And then I, I'm just getting excuses. Like, don't, just don't give me excuses. Just tell me you're eventually going to ship it or especially, yeah. but, but here's the thing. It's, it's when they press you on payment, like, Hey, can you, can you send it? To, can you, when are you going to pay? Can you pay me today? Okay. I'll send the payment. And they're like, Oh, I can't ship it till like Monday. I'm like, all right, Monday, whatever. It's the weekend. Sure. I get people, but then Monday comes by and they're like, Oh, I still haven't shipped it. And it's a whole different week. Oh, like now you're burning bridges. So yeah. I'm not going to buy from you because here I was trying to do you a favor and take a figure off your hand or, whatever it was. And it took you over a week to ship me some, like, I think over anything over a week with, with, with no communication, that's like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's, you just take advantage of people at that point. And I gave you your payment that you asked me for Yeah, right away. Yeah. If, if I'm going to pay you, I'm expecting that you're going to move and start getting that thing out because yeah. now you have my money and I don't have anything to show for it. And I feel the same way. Like if I'm going to sell something. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is a good etiquette, like a standard time frame? Because um, I think there's some misconceptions, like <clears throat> it, there's, there's two, two, two um, chains of thoughts with it. Like if it's someone that regularly sells figures uh, and there's a couple of Instagram people that like they make a business out of it. Um, I don't expect them to be like Amazon Prime. And the minute yeah. I pay, they're going to ship it because if they're that popular, they probably have a lot of us paying them. So the chances of them making it a scam, it's very highly unlikely, right? And there's a couple people off Instagram that I buy figures on a regular basis and I'll send them the payment. And I'm like, oh, I know this person's good for it. They're going to ship it. He's, he may he may ship it within a week, but I know it's not going to go more than two weeks. And if it does go more than two weeks, 
he'll communicate that and be like, hey, I'm going to get it to you by Monday. And it, and it, for sure, I already have tracking. So that's that's different. But if it's just that your average Joe like you, let's say you sell something, how long do you think we should be, we should wait for tracking? Honestly, um, I will almost specifically list stuff on Saturday. And oh. I don't want to sound like rude, but I'm giving myself extra time. Because yeah. I know if I sell us on Saturday, the expectation is not that I'm shipping it out today. Right. Sunday, they're closed. Right. So it gives me like an extra day just to prepare things so that I can go out Monday morning. Yeah. So I think one, to, I think two days is probably a good yeah. turnaround time. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. You know, I was going to say 72 hours. I think yeah. within within three three days of you selling a figure to somebody, especially given the time, if, it, if it's on, on a Monday, you should have tracking by Thursday. Yeah, because if you're if if the person paid you promptly, you should um, send them tracking within 72 hours. The thing I don't get is and I've been on the receiving end of this is they they've sent it and they're like already shipped it. I'm like, hey, where's the tracking number for me? And maybe I'm just weird like this. The minute I ship it a lot now, I use PayPal from home and I do the labels from home and everything. And I'm able to provide tracking right away. But before I would go to the post office, get, you know, pay the shipping and all that stuff. And then immediately take a picture because one, at least at my post office, they don't let you take a picture of it inside the post office. You have nope. to go outside. They're like, nope, you can't do that. So I step as I'm on my car or before I even take off, I take a picture of it and I send it to the person right there. And then because I know that if I leave it in my car, if I stuff it in my pocket, I'm going to go get some boba or some tea or something. I'm going to forget <laughs> about it. And then that's it. Next thing you know, I'm doing the podcast with you like a week later. And Larry's like, dude, where the hell is my tracking number? And I don't know where that fuck I put that receipt. Like, so that's the thing. Like, I've been sometimes where I'm like, hey, dude, where's tracking? They're like, oh, I can't find the receipt. Uh, now I don't know whether to trust you or not. Like, yeah, I've, tried, like, I've been did burned you really before. ship that? Did you really ship? Like, I need tracking. I love how Boba is the first thing you go to. <laughs> it's just because it's right next to the post office. I literally passed it and I'm like, oh, should I get some Boba right now? Like, <laughs> so you got a Boba session. Yeah. I mean, I love Boba too. Um, judge me don't judge me <laughs> I, actually went to, some boba. I went to lee's market do you have a lee's market where you live uh we have lee's sandwich oh okay well they sell maybe boba tea at this lee's market and I, yeah they do a mine they sell sandwiches yeah. and tea okay great <laughs> boba tea is great go try it if you haven't <laughs> but yeah uh i think that's fair two to three days is a good yeah. turnaround um yeah, I mean, it's one of those topics that you can just talk about forever because we deal with it so frequently. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just treat people with kindness. Try to give fair prices. Be prompt. At the end of the day, you're, yeah, you're making money on something that you've had sitting in a box for six months. You can yeah. use that to buy other figures. And that's mainly part of the reason why I do it. Because I'm like, yeah. okay, let me let me store up yeah. my PayPal balance so that the next time a Mezco drops, I've got money already sitting there to pay for it. And I don't feel guilty about digging into my bank account. Um, but yeah, going back to the shipping time, um, I had sold my stuff on Saturday and I, I gave them like a heads up immediately. I'm like, Hey, just remember Monday's a holiday. I won't be able to get this out to you until Tuesday, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't want somebody to come on Monday. Like, well, Hey, it's been three days. Why haven't you shipped it? Monday's yeah. a holiday, dude. Hey, uh, Tuesday at 8 AM my time. I want the track number in my DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe are, not are we talking early. end of day business day are we what are we talking about here i think as long as you have a tracking <laughs> number in your hand by tuesday you're good <laughs> um but yeah i mean that's a it's a great topic i, I love talking about that because i think it's something that everybody deals with all the time we see it all the time yeah you know and there's things we're all collectors that like you said know your audience and okay okay and it, it's funny because it brings up another pain point is uh if you don't know the seller right or or if you don't trust me like you're gonna buy something off me you're if you're gonna send it via goods and services do do the math yes and make sh- and ensure i get what i'm asking for if i'm asking for 10 bucks do not send me ten dollars via goods and services because i'm not gonna get ten dollars i'm gonna get nine dollars and some change yeah it's not that hard i've and, man what i've had that happen uh, to me so much and then i'm like okay now you have to send me another dollar and something and now the conversation gets awkward because they're like what another dollar for what you send it through goods and services I don't trust you. That's fine. Don't trust me, but do the math, do the 2%. Yeah. And I've, if I don't, if we've never had a transaction, I would, I automatically do it without even asking them or having them ask me, Hey, send it through. Like I had one time I bought somebody off something off of somebody off from a Facebook group and they're like, send it friends and family. I was like, yeah, sure. I did not I sent it through goods and service, but I made sure 
hey, it was 25 bucks. They may get 25 in a, in a nickel. I don't care. I'm going to pay the 2%. And yeah. the guy didn't complain. He was like, oh, dude, I think you sent me too much. I'm like, no, I sent it through goods and services. So if you don't want to send me tracking, that's fine. But I'm going to put my claim. Like, I never yeah. done business with you. I'm going to send it through goods and services. Just do the math. Do the 2%. Yeah, don't be that kills me. That oh, guy that don't be a Greg <laughs> doesn't want to spend an extra three dollars on a hundred dollar figure just because you're avoiding goods and services fees. Don't yeah. put that on the on the seller. That I hate you know? that. That, would, that that kills me. Yeah, and when I now because of that's happened to me now when I tell him I said hey send it as friends and family unless you prefer goods and services right. but account account for the fees. Yeah. And they're like, well, how much extra is that? We said a hundred dollars. I'm like, well, I said a hundred dollars mm-hmm. as friends yeah, and yeah. family. Yep. Oh, you know, dude, that, it's that gonna be would grind my gear. That grind yeah. my gears. You might want to add like three percent, which is like three bucks. There's an app for it. Like, come on, Google yeah. it. And I get it's protection. You should do goods and services if you yeah. don't know the person, but don't expect the seller to eat the cost. Yeah. If you're paying somebody Nate that's known as nasty Nate. You better do goods and services. You better do goods and services because you're gonna get it. You're gonna get a dirty little trick. <laughs> you might get a little dirty little package in the mail. <laughs> so selling uh, all these figs, what does it like? What what opportunities does it open up for you? Um, so selling figures actually opens up the possibility of trying new things out. Yeah, I think. Um, so that's part of the reason why I got, and I'm gonna say it again. I got into Gucci amazing Yamaguchi. Yeah, yeah, Gucci Gang. Um, so I'm a big fan of My Hero Academia, which there's some people that know that show, some people uh-huh. that don't. It's an anime. It's great. Um, but they had an amazing Yamaguchi Deku figure. Uh-huh. Deku is the main character. I had heard negative things about Amazing Yamaguchi in the past. I was a little scared to get into it. Yeah. And granted, they do have a, a kind of a mixed history with their figures, but. It was one of those situations where I had extra funds sitting in my PayPal. I saw that it was available. I decided just to go for it, got the figure, and it's exposed me to a line that I am incredibly passionate about now. Because uh, now I'm like, okay, now that I bought the Deku, I saw yeah. that Joker went live. I'm like, if it's anything like that Deku, I'll be happy. So yeah. that's cool. And then that opens the door for the Harley. And then yeah. now there's other things. I'm after the Deathstroke. I'm after the Batman. Like, it's just... It now you're all, my eyes. Yeah, you wear this Gucci chain. You got Gucci Bell, <laughs> Gucci you're, Gang. You're a Gucci Gang influencer. Yeah, and yeah. that's you know that's the crazy part of selling some figs that you weren't really doing much with, and then trying out new lines. Um, with that that Felix Joker that you introduced me to, I was like, man, I've been really keeping an eye out for third party figures now, like or the Soda Toys. They're doing a new mm-hmm. figure that's gonna come out. Um, and just all across the board, you know, there is a handful of third party, um, 5k toys was doing a promotional on the Zeus figure that a third party company had done too. So there, it's just so much out there now. Um, and even different scales like, um, clean state customs is one of my buddies, shout out to him. He's been trying out these Joe toy, uh, Mecca scale figures. And they're 118, so it's a it's a it's a scale that I really not messed with since I've been since I was a kid when I used to have my Joes. But those mecha figures, man, they look so freaking cool, and they're they scale from what I've been told pretty good with legends. The the full mecha suit, not so much the little soldiers. But you know, I'm thinking, man, if I go down this rabbit hole, a 118 scale, you can obviously have more figures. You can they're smaller, so you can carry more of them with you. But then the accessories, they're almost easier to come by. I, I feel like it's easier to mm-hmm. find vehicles. It's easier to find play sets and you can customize them. Um, I'm just like, that's a, that's a line that's very tempting to me because then it brings up like acid rain. I've always been a fan of acid rain, yeah. but it's just really pricey. And I feel like if I'm going to go acid rain or a 118 scale type of line, I'm going to have to be all in and I can't afford anything else. Um, and right now I've been making some choices of just like all Mezco. I, that's all I'm getting just straight Mezco. But mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about selling a bunch of legends, I'm like, well, maybe that opens up. Maybe I'm going to start taking applications for a, a new position on my team, you know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, those, the joy toy, it's funny before we talked about it, I told him like, Hey, I saw this guy that was posting all these mechs. You told me about mechs. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. And uh, you said, Oh, it's clean slate. Like, oh yeah. yeah. It's the same guy. Yeah. Um, those mechs are amazing. And you think, so you say like 118 scale, 
Yeah. And I think when people hear 118th scale, they're like, oh, it's a 3.75 inch mech. No, yeah. it's not. It's a 118th scale mech. Yeah. So this thing is probably, if I had to imagine, it's probably taller than like a McFarlane. Yeah. So like I asked Clean State Custom, how tall was that mech wire? And he said he, it was as big as the Marvel uh, Select uh, Immortal Hulk that just came out. Oh, wow. So that's, that's a big, big mech. That's a big mech. And I was like, man, that is freaking awesome. I would want to get these mechs. But when I jumped onto BBTS, checked out the prices, those big mechs are about 130 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah, damn. They would look freaking phenomenal next to some Mexico because they're, you know, it's just, it's slightly a little bit taller. And the detail for the scale Crazy. is insanely impressive. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I don't make figures, but just <laughs> you only paint the eyes. Yeah. I, I only yeah. paint with Sharpies and <laughs> the eyes. And I'm telling you, unless you're really hurting for a paint job, don't come. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the smaller the scale, the harder it is to yeah. get detail. That's why a lot of the 3.75 inch Kenner Batmans look very plain because you yeah. can't pack a lot of detail at that size. But the amount of detail they're able to get into the mechs and even the figures themselves. The figures themselves like, look amazing. It's like, damn. It, it, they're the, really good. And the scale is incredibly impressive. The price is not really what like deters me from buying it. It's I'm more scared. If I buy one, I'm going to need to buy more. Yeah. Because you can't just have one mech, you know? And they look freaking phenomenal. I'm like, man. I can easily see myself like getting at least four or five of them and then like call into the day. But then once you have the mechs, you're like, oh, how cool would it be to create that world and get the soldiers? And next thing you know, yep. I'm a 118th scale collector now and I've completely made a transition. And they have like, I'm, I'm browsing it on BBTS as we're talking, but they have maintenance areas that are like yeah. 118 scale dioramas. Yeah. They have like, uh, what is this? Mecha Depot staging areas. I mean, like they have an entire world built out here in this stuff. It looks really cool. So yeah, I could totally see that being yeah. an, a door opening for you. If you have Huge. to let go, you don't feel so guilty about spending $130. And if you don't like it, at least you know. Yeah. You know? But with that, with that line, just that scenery, I think because it comes with so much, they give you the little depots, the motorcycles, you have vehicles, like next thing you know, I'll be out in my yard, like that movie with Steve Carell, just making a whole Mar- what, Marlins world or whatever. I'll be out yes. there, just, you know, I'll be out there just, where what happened to Josh? He's out in his backyard, lost in He's his own world. Times world. Toys again. Yeah. Well, I can't get him to so come that, it, it scares me, but it's a good type of excitement. And again, it comes back to the point. There's so much good stuff out there. I'm like, why am I putting figures in bins when there's freaking awesome stuff out there that I could be dropping more money on? Let me get rid yeah. of all these figures and uh, make, make space for new ones, you know? Yeah, and that's a lot of the reason why I sell stuff is just to keep the... Yeah, keep, keep it like flowing. Mm-hmm. So I don't keep, keep it fresh. Yeah, I don't keep adding to the collection, adding more and more boxes. Yeah. Taking more of my own money. You know, okay, here's a box I haven't touched for six months. I'm gonna sell all of that. And then every time you every time you say the word box, I'm gonna start to shake. I swear. <laughs> if I see if I hear the word box or if I see another box, I'm just gonna stomp it. <laughs> I'm gonna send you like a, a big picture of my storage area. Oh my god. Oh no, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that meme with that little dog, everything's on fire. And I'm like, no, this is fine. Yeah, all well, these I'm, boxes. I'm going to expect a for sale post coming from you soon. Oh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to, I'm telling you, it's right now, a it's a hot mess in my garage. It's just, I, it's, it's driving me up the wall because one, I can't get my shop up and running. That's been a delay. I'm trying to get it sorted all that out and it even gained the layout because the thing is like, it's an, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a new space. So then, like for me, the way, I have to figure out what's the what's a good flow. What what's going to increase my process when it comes to making these arcades? Like, how can I be faster at, at making them? So I have to like, okay, look at this. What space do I have to work with? How am I going to lay out my machines? Where am I going to ship? You know, like all that stuff. That that whole analysis part. That's the weird part where it takes so much time. Just being well thought out. I think if you if I can have a space that's well organized, it's going to increase my productivity. You know, and yeah. then I can start selling figures. Yeah, I agree. The process of doing it is kind of a pain. If there's one way of advice, make sure you have a box for everything ahead of time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that is the oh, if you biggest, keep, I have, biggest lo- I have lots of boxes right now. I have lots of boxes. 
I know you, that's what I'm saying. Like, hold on to those because no, yeah, I know. There's selling there's... something and then realizing you don't have a box to fit it. You're like, oh my god, if you say box four more time now, now I got to go out and find some other kind of package material. Yeah, yeah. No, I have plenty thing. of package material. I'm gonna flip out on this package material. Says <laughs> box one more time. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, up. I'm gonna I'm flip. Up. I'm gonna smash this laptop. <laughs> Well, we were going to talk about some pre-orders, but we ended up going pretty deep on the the selling of the figures. So yeah. I don't know. Do you want to just go straight to Plastic Confessions or do you want to talk pre-orders a little bit? Well, we can not necessarily pre-orders, but maybe some of the reveals because it's funny that we talk about yeah. Legends. Um, and I think the Hasbro team has been doing an awesome job of just getting the community involved. Um, there was a couple individuals that were, were chosen to reveal certain characters and like toying around uh, revealed the beat up battle damage Wolverine with his with his shirt off, which makes sense. Of course, Kevin would reveal a figure with the shirt off, very man. You know, it's like okay, they they go hand in hand. I don't know why. Don't ask me, Kevin, why it makes sense. It just does. You should be revealing figures with their shirts off. It makes um, sense to me. Yeah, it makes how, sense. how cool for him though, man. He's he's had a a pretty great couple of months. You know. Yeah. He had some big big name celebrities on his show. He had the deal with big time was, Hollywood butter is what we know him as now. Yeah, the, the butter baron is going global. Yeah, and it's good. It's good for him. That that freaking guy is like the nicest guy I know, present yeah. company included. Sorry, Nate, but yeah, Kevin's like almost too nice, and he says it's the Canadian side in him. Maybe the dude <laughs> deserves all the success that's coming to him. So yeah, I'm very, happy for him. Very nice guy. His streams are super chill. He yeah, can just relax and listen to it, and it's smooth like butter. Yeah. Yeah, and then so and then Cyber was revealed today by Shadow Miss Prime, which Cyber is really cool. That's been a figure, man. I think he's been on everyone's list. I, I don't know anything about Cyber. Oh my gosh! Oh, you're, I'm about to kick you off this podcast right now. <laughs> so I have a custom. That, that was probably my first custom I ever bought off of eBay. It's a Cyber. Um, he's like a X Factor villain, a Wolverine villain, um, and that's really where I know him from. He's he's on some really awesome freaking covers. He has adamantium skin as opposed to the bones, and his uh fingertips they have like poison in them and stuff but oh he just look like a badass badass so he's a villain. good villain for uh wolverine then right yeah okay so um, he's got the adamantium he's probably pain in the ass to kill yeah so cyber was a good reveal the new omega red with the deco colors gives it a real camp converse's uh marble feel is that a new buck on that or on is the it the same cyber on Omega Red. Omega Red's the same buck. I think it's just repainted. Like the mm. reds are, are brighter, whereas the original version was a little bit darker. Yeah, and he somebody, has an extra head sculpt. I saw somebody who was like, yeah, it's cool we're getting Omega, but you couldn't give us a new body? Yeah, it's the same. It's literally a repaint. But I'm guessing it's going to be maybe on the vintage card. It's like a vintage card set. Okay. Because they did a Cyber. It was a Toy Biz, I think, was the last time we got a Cyber. It was like Toy Biz, like pre-Legends. It was those... Uh, 5.5 size. Um, so, and then they released Callisto from the Morlocks. So a lot of good reveals that the Hasbro team has been has been doing, which kind of sucks because I'm, I'm finding myself with one leg out of the Hasbro Legend collection. Um, but I'll definitely keep an eye for anything comic related. Like Cyber, I will probably definitely pick up. Um, the Omega, not so much. I think Maybe Callisto from, from Morlocks. Hasbro is so incredibly smart with the yeah. way that they market just for yeah. that very reason that you're talking about, because they know there's so much competition yeah. for figures in general. Yeah. So, you know, what's a way that we can get people to continue to buy our stuff? Well, let's bring out figures that are hard to find. Yeah. So and it's just they, genius. Yeah. If they keep doing like these really super comic accurate from like way back in the day, especially nineties, oh man, you, you're going to start completing my teams. I'm going to start slowly buying back into the legends. Like I'll buy it's, anything comic related. Very smart marketing. Uh, Hasbro knows what the hell they're doing. That's Just don't sure. do Marvel Zombies. That's all I'm asking for. Don't do that. <laughs> Which means do that more. Uh, Hasbro, yeah, please. That's okay. They don't listen to us anyway. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So going back again, Amazing Yamaguchi, they announced a Endeavor and Todoroki, which are uh, My Hero Academia figures, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, that makes me feel like they're going to go pretty deep into the roster because I could see Todoroki, but Endeavor is not as well as not a, you know, he's not on the show a whole lot. Uh -huh. So the fact that they're doing him, I'm like, okay, that's probably going to open the door for a lot of different stuff. That's cool. I'm happy so, for you. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> no, don't be happy for me. That's a bad thing. 
Uh, I don't need more reasons for more. You're gonna have more Gucci stuff hanging, hanging off. Yeah, me. I got Gucci everywhere. <laughs> I replaced my Mezco. Oh no! Uh, what, find another co-host. No. <laughs> Figu Arts revealed the Shang Chi and One Division. Those are cool. Uh, that's cool. I mean, it's I don't really collect Figu Arts Marvel, but cool. I know there's a huge market for it. And then uh, last but not least, which I, I, I kind of it grinds my gears when I see these reveals, but. McFarlane revealed the Suicide Squad figures. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it's almost like a spoiler for me. I'm like, can you do like oh, a spoiler yeah. alert? Like, I don't yeah. want to see what these guys look like. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, the figures, I mean, the articulation, it's probably going to be just all over the place. Like, who knows? Like, I, that's what kills me. It, they, and some of the joint, I don't know. It, I have a lot of issues with the McFarlane yes. figures. Some of them, they knock it out of the park. Other ones, I'm like, what the hell were you guys thinking? But like, the one that really caught my eye that looked, Cool was the what polka dot or fucking whatever the <laughs> polka dot guy <laughs> plastic dot uh, the guy that looked like he had, he looked like I actually Skittles don't know who that is uh, oh well he's the only one that caught my eye everyone else I just was distracted by the horrible joints like the double knees are sometimes really bad oh it actually is polka dot man oh okay yeah, yeah. That's, I you know with DC it's like they literally named their villains like <laughs> oh you got polka dots your name's polka dot guy like yeah. you like, like calendars calendar, calendar. yeah it's like Lego Batman. He named all those villains, and like ninety percent of them were like legit. Ketchup and mustard guy, you know. It's <laughs> Two Face. You have one good face, one bad. Yep. Um, that's, that's how creative funny. DC is. But I, I almost forgot that guy was in the movie. So when I saw, I'm like, damn it, this is like a spoiler. Oh. And then they have King Shark, which is a brand new King Shark. Yeah. Um, obviously another Harley. Yeah. Uh, different costume Harley. Then you got uh john cena who i think is deadshot or no not deadshot it's some other cheesy ass guy captain something yeah captain save him home or something something like that i'm getting yeah. them all wrong i don't know <laughs> good thing i don't good thing we don't do news and reviews i'll be like i don't know captain save a hoe pl plastic dot plastic peacemaker dot. peacemaker oh, peacemaker yeah so that'll be interesting We'll see how that goes. Yeah, but it's McFarland, so I probably won't. It's, yeah, it's a hit or miss. The, the good thing with McFarland, so he'll release some really cool vehicles. Like he'll release a cool bicycle. That's true. He'll, he'll give us something that's for six inch, if not larger, for under twenty five bucks. You know. Yeah. So so far we've right. gotten a, some some really cool accessories. So if there's anything that McFarland does well, it's that price point. Yeah, he knows his prices. Yeah, he doesn't know his articulation, but he knows his prices. <laughs> it's true. Cool. Plastic uh, confession time. Plastic confessions. What do you got this week? Oh, okay. So, speaking of karma, we talked about it a little bit. Um, shout out to Ch Chicharron31. He hooked me up on Instagram. One of my buddies found some major bloods and sent one my way. So, uh, I finally received it. I got a major blood. Uh, I got my uh, pale blood. Diver, driver, I can't remember, but he finally got delivered. And then um, I just before we started, I got uh, Wonder Woman, the Mexico Wonder Woman. Nice. So I can't wait to, to, yeah, the modern one. Can't wait to kinda, crack it open. Kind of wish I would have waited and got that one instead of the classic, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I like I the classic, but I really like the way the modern one looks better. And I, I was hunting yesterday for some reviews just to see, you know, with how their articulation, all that stuff. But I got the notice that it was going to be delivered today. Um, got it from One Stop Toy Shop. So shout out to them. Nice. Um, yeah. And I got my modern Wonder Woman. So I got two Mescos and a, and a G.I. Joe that I never thought I was going to be able to find. But he hit me up and he's like, hey, you're looking for major blood, right? I'm like, yes, sir. And didn't freaking charge me on my leg. He was just like retail plus shipping, my friend. That's a good friend to have. Yeah, you've been having he, some great luck had, with those. He had too. he had missed out on uh, some of the Mesco exclusives, and I had bought an extra one. I'm like, dude, you needed them. Boom, it's yours. Like, you know, just pay what I paid for. He paid it, and then I changed my shipping and I sent it straight to him. So it didn't have to come to me and then to him. Yeah, but that, yeah. that's awesome. That I didn't make have, a dime off of them. <laughs> yeah, it's great that you have a friend like that <clears throat> and somebody that's willing just to, hey, this is a very hard to find figure. Oh, yeah. But since you're my friend, I'm going to hook you up and just give it to you for retail. Yeah. yeah. That's really so, cool. Yeah, that was my week. So mine wasn't nearly as fruitful as yours. I actually had one um, acquisition this last week. I randomly went to Target because I'm still on the hunt for the Turtle 4-pack, which I will never find. 
Oh man, I've been um, trying. I haven't seen anything. Oh, I, I know you have, and I've got other friends that have been looking out for me, which I appreciate. But it's just it, that pack is impossible to find. Yeah. Um, but while I was there, I saw that they had recently stocked some new NECA figures, and I found the Back to the Future Doc Brown from uh, the second movie, Part Two. So that's oh nice. Yeah, the yellow it comes with that little case money. The money of yeah, the case money, and he he's like I've always preferred that version of Doc more than the first movie. Oh, uh huh. I just feel like he's funnier and yeah, he's yeah, more enjoyable of a character. Um, and he comes with three different head sculpts, and they all just have so much expression. Oh man! So I think that'd be great to use for shots. So yeah, that was really my only acquisition, but I was pretty happy to find him. That's cool. Retail in stock at Target. I feel like I haven't been to a store like in months and it's only been what like two three weeks just because i've been moving and packing but i feel like i'm like oh yeah back, all these like new neckers like the new kong i see people i've been finding the airplane kong um so there's a lot of stuff hitting the, the, the uh, shop i yeah. don't know i, I feel Thing. like i'm out of the loop like i've I've, I've been missing streams i've been missing out on stories on well, lives. Busy. it's yeah but it, you know it's been two weeks and i'm like shit does any hello does anyone know me like i feel like <laughs> i feel like the new kid on the block i'm like wait like you're out of touch i missed out bit. on so much it's yeah. crazy yeah it's rough it, there's so, there's the, the speed of information instagram is so rapid that if you're gone for a couple of days you've missed a lot yeah i commented on like one of uh mario's picture you know i think he was, he was showing how to do the cha-cha or something and he was like who he's like who are you and I'm like, dude, just because I haven't been talking like for a week or two, like you don't, 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 don't play like you don't know who I am. You've like, been disowned. Yeah. He was Sorry, like, bro. new phone, who's this? He's, I'm, I'm too busy cha chaing right now. Yeah. He's, he's consistently cha chaing. So I'm in the like, middle of a dance him. class. What do you need? Yeah. He's like, take a number, you know, go to the website, sign up for your free trial. I'll get back to you. Uh, uh, well, I know you'll get back into the swing, so don't feel too bad. I always welcome you back with open arms, Josh. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so last but not least, we'll go into Nasty Nate's Dirty Trick for the week. Nice. And this one is just more relevant because I did a shot recently uh, with rain effects. So rain effects is not my forte at all. Um, I'm still a learner. But after talking to my good buddy, Toys for Life, Niels, and a few other people um, in the community, I got feedback from them like, hey, what do you recommend? Because yeah. this is not working out for me. I posted a shot recently of the Dark Knight Returns Batman in a rain scene. Didn't come out exactly like I wanted to, but at least got to capture some of the rain. I just want to give some pro tips. Um, so the thing, I think the uh, picking a high shutter speed and the right shutter speed. Okay. So I went with one, 125. Some people go higher than that because you want it to be a fast shutter so you can get them oh, I see. Yeah. as they're moving. Yeah. If you go too slow, it just looks like a stream. You know, it's not uh, really like okay. raindrops. So if yeah, you go yeah. fast, you're catching those drops. Um, a larger aperture. And the one thing that I wasn't doing properly is a light source behind the rain. So if you know you're going to be spraying a figure from the top or something, have a light source that's like right behind the figure or very close to it because you want the light to kind of almost be reflective so that okay. when you capture it you can see it better yeah kind of illuminate the drop yeah so if anybody's nice. you know experimenting with that and then i just use a spray bottle i just got a cheap dollar store spray bottle and i just spray it on the figure and people get freaked out like oh my god you're spraying yeah. water on a mezco don't, don't do that it's it's no. okay <laughs> it's it's really okay um they dry off very easily you know i get it it might not be for everybody but like if you're using a plastic figure yeah it's you're going to get the area soaked that you're, I mean, get ready for some water everywhere because it's going to take you a while to get it right. I can, uh, but I've never had an issue with a figure spraying water on it. I got that image. It's like you spraying your wife walks and she's like, what are you, are you watering your figure? I told you to water the plants, Nate. Uh, like, hold on. Much. Just, I'm trying to get, trying to get the shot in. It took me a long time to get that Batman shot. So yeah. there was kind of a puddle of just water there. Yeah. Wife comes home. What the hell are you yeah, are you ruining that figure? Yeah. Why would you do You're that? getting water on the carpet, on the good yeah. tile. I don't know. So try it out, guys. The the I'm still experimenting. It's something that I'm definitely not perfected yet. But the only so those were that, that was your setting one. Your speed was one out of one one twenty fifth. One one twenty five. Yeah, that's, that's cool because I think a lot of times that's kind of like 
you know, for someone like me where it's super novice and I want to try that, I don't even know where to start. It's like, okay, what's yeah. my, what's my speed? And you know, my starting too low, but that's good. That, that gives, I think most listeners a starting point. Okay. Let me try this. Throw some water or sand or flour or whatever. Yeah. And, I went and to somebody, see, yeah. yeah, I went to that's somebody cool. that I knew had done it, which was toys for life. 88 Neil. Yeah. He's a master of that stuff. So I'm like, Hey, what do you recommend that I do? Yeah, yeah. What am I doing wrong? And then um, kind of go from there. That's awesome. He, it's the first question he asked, like, what shutter speed you have to set at? He's like, oh, that's too low. You got to go higher. Uh, so you're like one, one tenth. Yeah. <laughs> one, one third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very slow. That's awesome. And that's a good tip. I like that. I'm, I'm trying to write these down and make a little book. <laughs> Nate's dirty tips books. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Hey, Maybe you never know. I might be up on the merch site. Oh, yeah, there it's coming you go. soon. Well, that's it, guys. Another episode. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for spending your hour with us. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, I have been your host, Josh, AKA prime to the first. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I have been Nate, AKA figure fan underscore Nate. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook occasionally. And big thanks to all you guys again for all your support. We really appreciate it. You guys are amazing. We have very consistent followers. And sometimes I'll get somebody that uh, comments on my post and they're like, hey, by the way, I love the podcast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, I love getting feedback like that. So thanks to all of you. Yeah, that's awesome. Keep it coming, guys. And we'll keep delivering the content out to you guys. So once again, thank you to everyone out there. You guys have been listening to The Figure Booth.